0: <laughs> 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 oh wow. Secret,
1: secret society. Does it sound like I'm underwater right now? I hope it does, because this is episode ten, underwater hockey. I'm Bradley Allen. This is pool time. Meets behind the mask, meets Secret Society. I loved this episode and I love these guys. They're so nice. So friendly and great and We talked about what the sport is and what they do and some of their history with underwater hockey and what they have upcoming. So about 30 minutes in, we get into this discussion about some tension they've had with another team and I had no idea about this particular incident with Roger Bacon High School in Cincinnati. I did a little research and it looks like, just for clarity for those of you who are listening, there was some maybe a little bit unsportsmanlike ness coming from Michigan State a few years ago at a tournament in Roger Bacon High School, which is like a staple in the underwater hockey community. They're the only high school team. They took some offense at some actions by some Michigan State players, and since then there's been a little bit of tension and a little bit of beef there between those two teams, and we talked about that, which was really great to hear them open up about it and sort of share their thoughts and really i think the the goal of this is to get the air to be cleared here and to get roger bacon back to msu at the tournament of love this year to come play with us where end the tension but reignite the rivalry and start playing together and start getting along that's what i hope so let's hope that they can uh get that all straightened out roger bacon if you're listening we love you we hope that uh You can come down to Michigan State this year for the Tournament of Love. And let's just everybody keep calm and breathe. Take a deep breath. So this is episode 10, Underwater Hockey. I hope you guys all enjoy it. This is Secret Society, episode 10. I'm really excited that we're already to 10 episodes. And I got an amazing club here that I'm really excited to introduce you guys all to. It is the Underwater Hockey Club. And I got five people. We got a full house in the studio here today. Dustin, I don't want to ruin this because I already ruined it a couple times. Dustin Benuni, who hereby will be remembered as Dustin the Manatee.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Jason Bull, Grant and the Grant, president of Underwater Hockey Club, Colleen Anthony, and Dominique Felice. Thank you all for coming on the show. I'm really excited to have you guys. Thank you, yeah, for thank, you. thank you,
3: Bradley. Excited to be here.
1: So we got a lot of people here, and we got a lot to discuss. Uh, I really want to figure out what you guys do and what your club is like. This is Secret Society. We expose Michigan State club sports and talk about what you guys are doing and what you guys are up to. So I'll have you guys go around and introduce yourself, talk about what you do here at Michigan State and how you got involved in underwater hockey, also known as octo is it has all name? the name octopush
4: what it was originally called
1: and uh w- we can just go with the acronym uwh too but i like underwater hockey um so we'll start with dominique tell us a little bit about yourself
5: all right my name is dominique fleece i'm a double major w- in chemistry and math um i got into underwater hockey last year first semester i was introduced to the sport at participation and it seemed like it was a fun group of people to be around, so I went to the first practice to try and figure out what it was all about, and I, st- I went there for the craziness of the sport, but I stayed because of the people, because it's a good group of people.
1: Awesome. And Colleen, the Mrs. President, or Miss?
4: Um. Well, I was a swimmer in high school, so I'm just naturally like attracted to all water sports, but... My brother was on the team. He was a senior when I came in as a freshman. Um, so he kind of recruited me onto the team, and I saw other players at participation, and that's just how I got involved. So I've been playing for about two and a half years now. So.
1: And you got elected president partly because you're so punctual at email. Is that right? <laughs>
4: Ah, uh, hopefully. I don't know. I just got elected for next year, too. So well, I sent you
1: an email yesterday, and you're on the show today, and that is the fastest turnaround of any club sport. And I think of anybody at Michigan State, in general, club sports aside, Ooh. really good at email. Amen. We're very proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Grant to Grant. Love the rhyming of the name.
3: Yes, thank you. Well... <laughs> I originally got an underwater hockey. Never heard of it before. One of my friends just one day is like, "Hey, there's something called underwater hockey." You it, it sounds cool, why not? And then you get there, it's speedos, it's swimming. I was a swimmer in high school. There's not a lot of people there could swim all the new people. So, we were pretty good at it. We're like, "Why not stick with this?" And I'd met a bunch of new friends doing it. You get to travel around a lot. I love it. Too bad I didn't get to see him participation, though. That sounded pretty exciting from Dom going around and telling us all the fun
0: Gabby Speedo stories and stuff.
1: All right, and Jason Bull.
0: Yep, hi. I'm a computer science major here at Michigan State. I'm in my third year. Uh, so I just wanted a club to have fun with, and I came to underwater hockey. I saw a poster and emailed Colleen, who very promptly answered me. It only took her, f- like, 24 hours to respond to me. Um, pretty slow, actually. Uh, so <laughs> I came to the first practice, and Grant and Dom were, like, my teachers, I guess. And they, you guys were, yeah. Oh, sure, And uh, okay. so they taught me how to play a little bit, and then I started playing. Um, I went to the first, like, underwater hockey barbecue slash party, and I had a lot of fun. So I like the people, and like Dom said, I stayed for the people. And the sport is a lot of fun.
1: All right, and last but not least, Dustin Benuni, the manatee. Hi, Bradley. Uh,
2: I'm a freshman here at Michigan State, and I was first introduced to underwater hockey at Sparticipation this year in the fall. And I saw some rambunctious young individuals (laughs) wearing Speedos (laughs) and yelling and having a roaring time. And I said, you know what, I need... I need to meet people here because I just got here. I don't know, really know anyone from high school. And this looks really ridiculous. And then I said, wait a second. I'm ridiculous. All right, I'll do it. So I joined it, and I've been with it ever since. There's, there hasn't been a reason for me to leave, and there's lots of reasons for me to stay. All the friends and people, and I like being competitive, having a sport. And you bet you we'll be out there next fall at Sport dissipation being just as crazy.
1: Yeah, I, that's one thing I've learned from club sports is, Especially the smaller ones, the more obscure ones. Pretty much everybody learns through participation, and you guys are doing a great job of attracting people to your club. How many members would you say that you have on a regular basis at your practices and stuff like that?
4: Um, We probably have about 20 people on the team, and we usually have anywhere from like 12 to 16 come to practice every day.
1: Now, do most have uh, some sort of swimming background? What, be it water polo, swimming, diving, anything like that when they come in? Not at all, actually. Um,
2: Maybe 50, actually. I'd say 50. Um, We do have a, di- a diver on the team from high school, and we have a lot of swimmers. I personally, you know, I, the only swimming background I had was at a lake whenever I was near one. So no professional swimming, and I, I've done just fine. Any people who come out who've never swam before, the first day we teach you how to play, we teach you how to swim with flippers... And you're just as good as the rest of us.
1: So kind of describe what is underwater hockey. When I first, actually, when I first went to my first Impact Sports meeting, when the when the team was uh, forming last summer, they talked about how here at Impact Sports, we want to be different than your ESPNs or your state news or whatever, um, who cover the sports that everybody covers. And that's why I was really interested in Secret Society and club sports. And the first one Alex Sharg, our sports director, brought up was, did you know that there's an underwater hockey team here? And I was like, what is that? Um, so you guys can look at the videos on YouTube and on your guys' website. It's intense. Tell me about the strategy. What is the sport? Explain it to somebody who is who has no idea what it is like me.
4: Okay, so when people first ask, like, what is underwater hockey? How do you play it? Um I first tell them that we, like, wear flippers, snorkeling gear, and that our stick is only about a foot long. A lot of people picture us with, like, normal-sized hockey sticks, like, flopping through the water trying to play hockey. So, no, it's only about a foot long. Um, There's um, a puck. It's about three pounds of lead wrapped in a plastic casing, um, so it slides easily on the bottom of the pool. And we simply just kind of dive to the bottom with our little sticks and play hockey right on the bottom of the pool.
1: And what's the toll on your body and holding your breath? I've never really snorkeled for an extended period of time. I've put it in my mouth and I've gone underwater and like with goggles on in a pool. But I feel like swimming for me, I was never my thing. I know some people in my family that swam. My mom was a swimmer. Uh, a lot of people that can do it, it's naturally them. But for me to even swim to the bottom of the pool would be difficult. How deep is the pool? How often do you guys have to come up for breath? Tell me about like your experience and the learning curve on how to get used to doing something that's so physically demanding.
3: Well, the pool we play in, we play in a really weird pool. We usually don't compete in this kind of pool. It goes from uh, 4 feet down to 5 or 6 feet, straight down to 12 feet, up to like 8 feet. It's a very weird pool we practice in, but the standard underwater hockey pool you want to compete in would be around seven eight feet all the way across and is about the same for any sports six on six as you're playing and for a lot of people going down not as difficult once you start playing since we have our fins So actually a bunch of people on our team can't swim without their fins on (laughs) we've tried they can't it's a disaster so with the fins on and just learning how to snorkel you pick it up pretty quickly
0: and I would say that when you start out, the, big, the hardest thing to do is like, learn how to breathe through the snorkel. So that's pretty much when people come to practice for the first time, we teach them how to snorkel, and then they f- start getting on the bottom of the pool. Then they start playing with the puck on the bottom of the pool. So it's like a learning curve. Um, I'm, this is my first year, so I'm still pretty bad at holding my breath. Uh, like At practice, we do um, ASAPs, which are as slow as possible, go from one side of a 25-meter pool to the other. And we do it in the middle of warm ups, uh, so you're already kind of tired. You're kind of out of breath already. And I'll get like uh, on a good day, I'll get like 35 seconds, may- maybe 40. Today was like 20 seconds. But Colleen, on the other hand, will go for like a minute and be fine, and she just shows off down there. So
1: is that safe? I'm watching the videos. I like I get worried. I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks. Very difficult. Is it safe? Like You think of like a magician trying to hold their breath for as long as they can. I know you got the little snorkel, so maybe you can breathe for a little bit down there. How long do you stay under, generally, on average? Um,
2: naturally, when you watch the sport for the first time, especially with the video, the first thing you wonder is like, how long are they holding their breath. But we do do the breath exercises during uh, warm-ups, but when you're playing the actual game, You're not usually holding your breath for an incredible amount of time, maybe only anywhere from 10 to a maximum, maximum of 30, like if you were just in the wrong spot. A lot of it is just on strategy, so if you go down at the right time and be in the right spot, you'll get the puck, pass it, move forward a little bit, and come back up with someone else taking your place in a very short amount of time. So you don't actually have to sit down there for very long. It's mostly just the strategy and being in the right spot.
1: So it's six on six, and you got 20 people on your team, so what's the shifts like? I know when I played ice hockey when I was little, it was like two minutes on the ice, and then we switched. So how often do you think you're in the pool at one time?
4: Um, Well, for for practice, I mean, sometimes, like today we had practice just before we came here. Um, It was six on five, actually. So you're just you're playing the whole time, which is good for practice cuz we get better conditioned. Um but when we go to tournaments, we have subs. So um you know, at tournaments our halves are usually anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. So you're usually playing for like 2 to 3 minutes at a time and then you sub out for a minute or two and then go back in, but um other than that, you at practice you just kind of, you know, constantly play and um goals are scored pretty frequently so you get kind of a break like when you reset the pool but other than that it's kind of just keep going.
1: Now for me or I think anybody just watching it looks not very organized like people are just swimming all over the place trying to move this puck. Is there positions, offense, defense? What's the strategy like for an underwater hockey team?
0: Okay so we play with forwards and backs. So I'm a forward, uh, Dustin's a forward, Grant's a forward, Dom and Colleen are backs and So we play a 3-3, so we have three forwards, which would be near forward, strike or center forward, um, and then far forward, and then near, far, and center back. Um, And there's definitely a strategy to it. You've got to be in the right position at the right time in order to be able to get the puck, because when you're shooting the puck down at the bottom of the pool, you can shoot it far, but far is not very far at all. So you've got to be close to the puck um, you got to be close to your other players, so you need to know where you need to be and you need to know how to play your position. Um, but you can play other, uh, like you don't have to play a 3-3. Um, like in other tournaments, you might play with only four people on a team, depending on the tournament, and then you play like a 2-2 or um, you can play a 3-2-1. There's different strategies.
1: So two backs is what y- you guys play with at least. No, we play three backs. Three backs. Yeah, we always play 3-3. And there's no goalie, it just kind of... The goal, what's the size of the goal? I know the puck is like five pounds or something, like two and a half pounds.
4: Yeah, the goal is, um, they're usually made out of aluminum or stainless steel. And it's kind of, it has like a bottom and a back. So it's kind of like at a 90 degree angle a little bit, but there's like a groove in the center. So you have to kind of get it like up and into the little groove to make it a goal.
1: And the puck is, like, heavy, so it obviously doesn't float to the top. It's uh, hard to move. Yeah,
4: it's heavy. If you, like, hold three pucks in your hand, you're, like, you know, struggling to kind of stay towards the top of the pool. But, yeah, the, the goal is actually, I think it's six feet long. So, I mean, it's, like, a long, narrow, like, little... Trough. Yeah, trough.
1: So you guys practice and you play competitively. Is there a collegiate league? Is there like a Midwest area league? Or is it just some schools have clubs? Who do you play against?
2: Since the sport is relatively small compared to others, we play mostly versus whoever we can. Um, There are schools around that have teams. University of Illinois has a team who we're good friends with. And University of Guelph and Guelph, Ontario, uh, we're friends with. But there's also just random clubs in, in places around, like uh, in London, Ontario. And we just went to North Carolina, actually, which is one of the farther clubs that we've ever visited. And there's just a good amount of teams in the area that when a tournament is set up, let's say there's a tournament in Wisconsin at our friend's club, then we everyone just goes and we all play versus each other
0: there. And it's just a way to keep on seeing each other and keep on playing each other. And because it's so small, it's really... it's. It's nice because you actually get to know everyone in the sport. Um, Well, it's my first year, like I said before, so I don't really know how many new people show up every year, but it seems like some people have been playing for, like, 15 years. So it's not all college-aged kids. um, It's older people, too.
4: We do have a governing body. It's called the Underwater Society of America, or USOA, and um, they kind of, like, facilitate a lot of the tournaments. They... Um, there's like a committee and there's a website and they'll promote all of the tournaments on their website so that everybody gets all the information so you can get as many teams at your tournaments as you can. And they also, they support our club. They provide us with like safety videos that we have to show to new players. And um, at some of the bigger tournaments, they'll provide like professional, more experienced refs. And they also will bring like underwater speakers so that like when you want to stop a play, that you like press a button and there'll be a little ding. Whereas like smaller tournaments it you just bang like two metal sticks together, so they just kind of support and like facilitate the sport.
0: And there's actually a nationals tournament every year, which this year is in Minnesota, and there's also a worlds tournament too. I think that's every two years. It it fluctuates it. Yeah, sure they're they're
4: coming gonna start having it every two years. Um it rotates whatever country it's in. In two thousand sixteen Um, It's most likely going to be in South Africa, but that's not set in stone yet.
1: Now for Michigan State's club, how often are you guys practicing? When's your season proper, or I know some club sports just go all year long because why not? What facility are you in? How do you get involved?
5: So we practice year-round on two nights a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we're in I Am Circle in the pool um, in the back of that building. And generally when we have our tournament at State, uh it's at I am West.
2: We practice at uh seven from seven thirty to nine on those days and we're open for rookies to come in any you want if anybody wanted to join. Uh you could you could even just show up at seven thirty, probably probably seven. Show up at seven or seven fifteen at I am west circle at I am circle at um on Tuesday or Thursday evening and say like, Hey, you'll see you'll see the people with flippers and speedos and you can say hey i wanted to join and we would just give you some gear you jump in the water and probably one of us five would just teach you how to play and everyone would be friends
1: right. or you can email the president colleen and she'll get back to you real quickly i really appreciate having you guys on the show i want to take a quick break here and then we will get to some more fun questions but before we take a break is there anything that we haven't touched on that you guys really want to say about underwater hockey Not really, brother. No, we'll get back to it Uh, when we come back here in just a second. Stay with us. We got underwater hockey from the Underwater Society of America here on Secret Society. So stay with us.
2: Secret Society.
1: Society. Society. Alright, we're back. Secret Society episode 10. I got underwater hockey here. We talked a little bit about what your sport is and what you guys do. I want to talk a little bit more about your club and underwater hockey, I guess, as a whole. How old is that sport and how old is the club? Do you guys know any of the history behind it?
4: Well, um, like you said earlier, it used to be called Octopush, and it started, I believe, in South Africa. Um in about fifty years ago so it's been around for a good amount of time um, how it came to msu was it actually was part of the scuba club which used to be um, it used to be the biggest club on campus and kind of in the off-season to stay in shape um the scuba the scuba divers or whatever um, would start playing this game just to keep in shape and then some people started getting really into it and like their, the club was like half scuba half underwater hockey um, so they officially split in about, two thousand. I think it was about 2004, but it's it, it's been at MSU since like um, mid to late 90s, um, and we've been hosting a tournament every single year since the year 2000, so we've had like a core group of just underwater hockey players for almost 20 years now.
1: And that tournament, is it called like MSU Love or something it's like that? It's called the
4: Tournament of Love, okay. and it's around um, Valentine's Day every year.
1: Cool. And I want to know about you guys personally. How... You mentioned how you got involved with underwater hockey, but what about sports in general? Do any of you guys play any other sports, or did you play any other sports, and now since you came to MSU, underwater hockey is now your main thing?
5: Um, I was a diver in high school, and I played and coached basketball, and I did track, so I have always been involved in sports, and when I came to state, I wanted to stay involved in sports, so part of what drew me to underwater hockey.
2: I was on a a ultimate frisbee team in high school actually. Um it was a lot of fun. I love playing frisbee and on a college campus, you get your fair share of frisbee when it's warm outside. So there's no there's no missing of that. Um my high school team was a little bit intense, so I'm I'm glad I don't know how you can be intense. Well, I do know how you can be intense with a frisbee team, but there's no reason to be. So, I'm glad it's a lot more of a chill environment here.
1: Yeah, Michigan State's ultimate frisbee club is intense too we've had them on the show they have a men's and a women's team and like several uh farm teams or like jv teams um and they're a, they're a wild group so when you played ultimate frisbee have you seen any of that translate into underwater hockey i mean obviously it's a completely different sport but what about just the fundamentals and the team environment team atmosphere um I'd say as with most
2: sports, since they're both team sports, not individual sports, you have the whole teamwork aspect that plays into all of it, and um, they're both sports that you kind of play on the go. I guess not all sports are on the go. You're swimming with the puck, and you got to be very observant to see all your friends and teammates pass it to the right person and be very spatially aware, as you do with Frisbee, so I guess there's some translational skill there.
1: And they're the lesser-known sports, also. True. Um, they're smaller sports. The types of sports that cool kids play. Cool kids play, and when you're in them, you know everybody. As uh, Jason was saying, you get to know everybody in in the community, and you guys have your underwater hockey community here. Not only at Michigan State, but elsewhere. Have any of you guys played outside of this club, like on a different team or with other people?
0: When we played, or on spring break this year, we went down to Florida, and that was a potluck tournament. Um, so we hung out in Florida, and then we had a tournament at the end of the week. And basically everyone gets split up uh, based on how good they are. They rank themselves, and then they get placed on a team. And so I played with people from George Mason and uh University of Florida, um, a couple other teams too. So, yeah, I have played on other teams because um, there are other potluck tournaments as well, but that was the first one that I was involved with. And especially a lot of the potluck teams are popular
3: since you get to play with new people, uh, learn different strategies from different clubs. Because each club has their own different strategy. I remember at the Florida tournament where we went to, there were a couple of players from London in the U.K. And they play, their strategy was pretty different than ours, too. So you got to pick up things from them. You could teach um, other people some of your strategies. Even if you're a less experienced player, everyone plays a little differently in that way. It really brings the underwater hockey community together and you get to learn new things.
5: Besides the potluck tournaments, there are times where you don't have enough individuals to form a team to send to a tournament, such as this year we don't have enough people to have a team for nationals, so what we're going to do is people are going to be split up and put onto teams that have open spots. That way they can still play, and they can still be part of a team, so they'll be playing with people who are on a different team than them but, like, still for the same sport. Okay.
1: okay. Now, speaking of strategy, you guys talked about you play the 3-3 strategy. Other teams in different areas have a strategy that may be different. Who decides that? Do you have a coach? Is it the captain? Is it Colleen here? Um, how do you guys determine what uh, direction you're going to take when you go out to play?
4: Um, we actually used to have kind of like a coach. His name was Mike Hughes, and he's kind of the one who – started underwater hockey and he taught everyone up until about 2009 I think and then he left and then it was just kind of like the older players would teach the younger players so um, me and two or three other people usually kind of run practice and we kind of just keep the same strategies like the strategies I taught is what what I teach um, the younger players but there's different strategies for forwards and backs but we just kind of all teach each other and the officers are the ones that kind of run practice
1: Great. So Secret Society is about two things. It's about the sport and it's about the club. Underwater hockey is something that I don't think the average person knows about. And I'm glad that you guys came on the show and helped explain that. We'll put the YouTube uh, video in the description so everyone can see you guys in action. And I think you've opened my eyes and whoever listens to this eyes to all the cool things that you can do at the bottom of a pool when you're swimming and you're trying to Uh, play hockey with a really small sort of thing. I'm making hand gestures here, which is, of course, great for radio. But anyways, I want to ask you guys some questions um, about the camaraderie about the club. You guys all appear to be good friends. Were you friends before? Did you meet in underwater hockey? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about that. You laugh, so I'm looking forward to (laughs) that.
0: Oh, man. Well, um, so, yeah, I Met all these guys in underwater hockey. Um, Colleen was the first person I talked to in underwater hockey, and now we're dating. So I mean, that's that's pretty good to come out of. The that was going to be
1: my next question: is who's dating? <laughs>
0: okay. People don't realize Swim this, fest? but underwater hockey
3: is a pretty good matchmaker. It, these two, Jason and can't keep each other. you can't keep them off each other. Oh my god! god don't spread rumors. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: well, Dustin also met his current girlfriend on the team as well. She's new, so. But we're we're all, like, just really good friends. Like, one of the main reasons that people end up staying on the team is, like, because we're all just, like, a really big family. Like, we all love each other, and we hang out all the time. Like, on the weekends, after practice, we usually go get something to eat. Like, it's, it's more than just a sport. It's, like, just we're all, like, really close with each other. And even the people that have already graduated, like, I still will see them at tournaments. I'll go visit them. And it's just you meet some really awesome people playing this sport.
0: Yeah, the people are the best part about the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sport's a lot of fun to play, but just the people make it that much better.
1: Now, when you do hang out outside of the pool and uh, things like that, what do you guys do for fun? What are some examples of some team bonding or socials that you guys do? Foursquare. Four-
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes! <I'm> so- <laughs>
2: Recently, there has been an epidemic of Foursquare, and nothing better could have
0: happened, I will tell you that. We played no. foursquare for about two or three hours, maybe longer. Than five, five, hours. <laughs> it, was it was a lot. Five long time. hours it was in the middle of the street. Everyone walking down, hung out with us, played foursquare. Jason has booty shorts on. It's true. Oh, uh, we played some kickball too. So we like to play other sports, and that's some of the stuff that we do in our spare time. Um, we've had glove making parties because I don't think it was it was said, but when you're playing, I saw your little hand gesture that you were playing. You had two. Two mm. hands out. Yeah, it's one hand, okay. And you have a glove on that hand to mark that you're going to use that uh. hand for the stick, and so you need like a kind of protective glove because you're you don't want to scratch your uh, knuckles against the bottom of the pool, right? Like when uh, like a strategy in underwater hockey is to curl, so you you curl, like you just go and do three sixties on the bottom of the pool, and depending on the pool. It, can be pretty rough on your body. So, like, I've got scratches all over here and, like, fin slashes over here and stuff. So They saw where you pointed, Jason, just so you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
4: But other than kickball and foursquare, we also um, will have, like, barbecues. We just had one this past weekend, and we always have one at the beginning of the year just to kind of get to know everybody. We go on a hayride, which is always a pretty good time. And then we have our infamous... Uh, New Year's Eve party and people sometimes from like Canada and University of Illinois will come up here for our three days of shenanigans and
5: extravaganza
4: extravaganza and we um, you know we'll go to the bars one night and then we actually hold a practice at a local pool another night and then the third night we have huge potluck dinner everyone gets really dressed up and we celebrate the new year together but we just have fun when we get together. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: We kind of hang out with each other, like, all the time. Um, yeah. So when you do get involved with the club, it's like you make a lot of friends.
5: And even just after practices, we all go to one of the calves or the union and get late night together to just, you know, team bonding after practices.
3: And you even make friends from other clubs. Like, at our New Year's extravaganza, we get people from U of I, from Canada, just everywhere to come and hang out with us. Because we're good friends. I mean, not even because of underwater hockey, just because we know each other. We, Especially since we have all those bonding moments at tournaments. Our tournament's a pretty popular one because we always have a theme tournament. This year, our theme was Gatsby. So we go do our tournament, we go back to someone's house, and we just hang out together, have a Gatsby party. Last year, what was the theme last year?
4: Uh, Lumberjacks. 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 <laughs> we had a wood splitting contest. It was... Syrup drinking contest. That was a good time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I, I got a quick feel, real like really, of what your guys' uh, life in the club is like, and it's very similar to a lot of the club sports here. It's more than just a sports team. It's a group of friends. Uh, a, you know, an inner circle that you guys have. Would you say? Because there's a variety of different club sports here at Michigan State. Some of them are more closer to what the varsity sports are like they're strictly competitive uh they're trying to win they're a little larger would you say there's a balance between fun and competition or does it does the uh pendulum swing more towards one end
5: um well when we go to competitions and tournaments clearly we want to win and do the best we can but Most of the time it's just to have fun because, you know, we're in college. We're here to enjoy ourselves and meet new people and meet people from other areas. So, yes, we want to win. Everyone wants to win. But the most important thing is to have fun, play as a team, and enjoy yourselves at the tournament and outside of the tournament.
4: I think there definitely is a good balance. Um, We always have fun at practice. We always have fun at tournaments. But, you know, we're extremely competitive, so when we do go to tournaments, we want to win. And at practice, um, like, you know, we're always giving each other tips, but if we have a tournament coming up, we'll be a little more serious. So, um, you know, it's fun to goof around every once in a while, but we're not like that all the time. You know, you do have to get serious and learn the sport and get into shape. So I definitely think we have a good balance of being competitive but also having fun.
0: Yeah, when we're in the pool, it's you want to win, you want to score, but if if you don't win it's not the end of the world but we do we do get pretty competitive at tournaments especially
2: yeah and a lot of the times especially in a abstract sport like this if you're doing it you probably like doing it so so playing the game and having a a good game going where people are playing their best and trying to one up each other is fun that's you know that's what we find fun and of course there's no animosity or anger or maliciousness. There's no like, oh, I'm going to win and make you lose. But as long as everyone's playing their best, trying to have a good time and play well, it's always fun. Well, yeah,
3: there's always that balance. But when you're playing a sport called underwater hockey, you can't take it excessively seriously. You just can't. You you have to step back and realize most people don't know the sport. We're here to have fun. We're here to compete. We're here to win. But if you're not having fun doing it, there's no point.
0: So We have a lot of that
1: going into the sport. So you guys all met for the most part in underwater hockey. You're friends with some other teams. Um, Is there any, on the competitive side, is there any teams that you really have your eye on every year that you want to beat or teams that you don't like? any friendly rivalries Colleen I'm looking at you
4: all right well we're we're really good friends with U of I so we we're always pretty competitive with them but um, there there has been uh, a recent I guess <laughs> competitiveness <laughs> with uh there's one there's one high school team you don't want to
2: talk about it I don't think we should no. just
0: that they, could be bad. They wrote they
2: us up. They made a jam yeah, us. Just say they wrote I, us up. Apparently there are yeah, rivals. They just there shouldn't be any vengeance.
5: They <laughs> No, this isn't vengeance. They think that we're they think that we are their rivals. However, we have never gone out of our way to become extra competitive with them. We treat them like any other team, you know, with respect and we wanna win. We're here to win, but we want to have fun at the same time. So they think that in doing that. We have made a rivalry with them, but we really haven't.
3: We pride ourselves on our friendships that we make with other teams, especially all around the U.S. Especially with their like uh, partner team, Cincinnati. We are very close with that team. We went to spring break with them. It was a lot of fun. So we like to keep those close relationships. And
0: sometimes, I guess people, I don't know. And just to put it in perspective, like we'll be at tournaments, and this particular team. If you'll talk to the the kids and or the people, and uh you'll <laughs> you'll talk to them and you'll you'll be fine and then they'll say oh what what team are you playing with and you'll say m s u and they just like won't talk to you for no reason
1: now do you think that's because of intimidation factor in the pool because you might be better team, or is there something going on uh behind the scenes that that is causing the tension um well that specific team is, uh,
2: they're not an amazing team. A lot of teams uh, tend to do better than them, so I don't think it's us specifically. I just think a few years ago there was uh, this stigma that was brought up against MSU. So a few of their older team members, especially their, the the ones who have been there at, since this incident, um, tend to be a little more stigmatized towards us. But our team especially as well um, has a lot of new rookies. You know, our team is almost like 50 60% new kids this year so we weren't even there for that incident so when we when one of them gives us a bad look we're like what's wrong are you okay and i feel in a year or even maximum 2 years their team will have flushed out those members as well uh, as well and th- it'll be forgotten
4: but for overall rivals i really don't think that there's there's any sp- specific rivalries we there's because like it's not a very known sport there's a really wide range of like skills so sometimes we'll get in the pool knowing that this team is just going to kill us and we use it as like a learning experience just you know pay attention to the skills that they have and then sometimes we get in the pool knowing that we're going to kill the team that we're playing so I think the best games are you know people who are, we're evenly matched with which U of I is one of those people so I would say those are would be our rivals because they're just you know the biggest competition
1: and you're friends with them. And you guys do the, uh, New what's Year's? the, uh, what's the thing? The, uh, chopping wood, uh, oh, it's so wood so chopping, <laughs> wood splitting yeah, lumberjack, lumberjack. lumberjack. lumberjack yes. Okay. Um, so that's great. And just to put a pin in the other thing we were talking about, the, uh, it seems like there was some tension with another team just from meeting you guys. I can see and in being involved in sports that, yeah, there's going to be that, uh, especially when there's competition involved, but you guys are all nice guys. I'm sure everybody on your team's nice, and I'm sure everybody on their team's nice. So if there's any opportunity for that to be ironed out, I think this is a great time. And um, you know, I think that in the future you'll play this team, and it'll be ironed out. Hopefully, hopefully by the next time you play them.
4: Hope That'd so. be nice. Do um, so you guys yeah, want to yeah, say as as what school it is, and maybe? Yeah, I Um, it's Roger Bacon High School and they're located in Cincinnati, Ohio. They're actually the only high school in the country that has a team so that's pretty cool. Um, They always bring like two or three teams to every tournament. They have a lot of people that play. Um, For some reason they see us as their biggest rivals. They're not huge fans of us. Um, I know there was some incidences in the past but all of those things and all of the people that those happen with are gone so um, none of us are really quite sure why they still have this grudge against us. Like um, Jason said earlier, when we're talking to them, having a great time with them at a tournament, they ask what team we're from, we tell them Michigan State, and they just kind of roll their eyes and walk away. So we're not really quite sure what that's all about, but you know, we don't really have anything against them. so
5: We just hope that it can be sorted out eventually. Yeah.
0: It doesn't help that we wear our Michigan State Speedos that peg us <laughs> as Michigan yeah. State
5: students.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's a stigma that uh, can be reversed once you know some open mindedness uh, happens on on both sides. And for those guys in Cincinnati, we love you, and you should come to Michigan State and play underwater hockey in college because it's a lot of fun. And I think to be considered somebody's rival is can be flattering. Right? When you look at Michigan and Michigan State says that Michigan's our biggest rival, and what does Michigan like to do? They like to say, oh, no, Ohio State's our biggest rival. But w- but secretly, they like knowing that Michigan is our biggest rival. You know what I'm saying? So I think there can definitely be friendly rivalries as well as the tension. It just makes the competition more fun. And maybe that's what they're doing. They're just trying to make it more fun for when they play you and probably ultimately lose because they're a high school team and you guys are in college. And that's not a, uh, a dig on them. It's just you guys are probably more experienced and – mature and older yeah a lot
2: of those kids even go on to play on the cincinnati team since the high school is in cincinnati uh ohio and the cincinnati players who now also are from uh went to roger bacon high school are very very good so they do output good players like you said they're just a little younger so sometimes there's just a you know, an age advantage but they do become very good players
4: we hope everything kind of dies down soon they used to come to our tournament every year and they haven't come in the past two or three years so we hope that they come back
1: oh let's get them to come tournament of love valentine's day what a perfect uh theme to to make amends there
4: 2015 roger bacon msu 2015
1: (laughs) all right so we can put a pin in that and get right to some more fun stuff um like I said, I had a day notice with you guys, which is amazing how punctual you guys were and you guys are here, but I didn't get a chance to stalk you enough. One of the things I do <laughs> is when I wait for these teams uh, and these clubs to come in, I stalk their social media and stuff like that. One thing I noticed, though, is that you guys don't have, at least from what I look in the day, the social media presence, so I wasn't able to look and stalk you guys on Twitter and bring up some, some questions there, but I have some other questions that I generally ask Um who's the hot shot, who, uh, what position or what player gets all the glory in the sport. I know Colleen, um, in the break was talking about, uh, the chance of playing in the world's tournament or trying out for the team. Who, who's got the glory on Michigan state in the pool?
2: Um, for backs, uh, we can talk about forwards and backs for backs. We, it is these two right here, Dominique and Colleen, Um, As you said, they both have the opportunity to go try out for the World's team for uh, USA, which is the highest-ranked team you can play on. That means if they get on that, they would go to South Africa and play versus the best players in the world, which would mean that they are the best players in the world for USA. So we have some great backs here, and also girl power. They're both women.
0: Keep that in mind.
1: Lady energy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you said who gets the glory, the forwards get the glory because they score the goals. The backs, mm-hmm. the backs know what they're doing and they're great at what they do, but they, they just stop goals. They're not they're getting the goals. So whoever's, if, the backs, if the backs are great, then they can throw a pass in to the forward behind the line and they can just sprint. So the faster you are as a forward and the better like, stick handling skills you have, the more opportunity you have to score goals, then the better player you are.
1: Yeah, so it seems like, similar to most sports, defense is the thankless position where offense is getting the glory, you're in the box score, in the stat book. Yeah, um, of, of offense, who's who's putting in the most goals or most assists, or how does that
0: work? Like, specifically a person on your team? Or just, yeah,
1: or just in general, what are you guys thinking? Well,
0: in practice today, I would say Grant right here put in the most <laughs> goals. I, 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 I feel I like most practices. Goals, most goals on my team today, but he wasn't. On my team, so
3: yeah well, really, uh, with our forwards as compared to other teams, since we're a younger team than many of them, and we're all in college, some of us are like right off a swim team, like half of us. Our team definitely has the speed, especially on our forwards. We play against some bigger guys that just have a lot of stick work, but we are known for just being swimming past them really fast, and we practice that a lot in practice, so our forwards just all of our. So really all our forwards are very fast as compared to other teams and that's where a lot of our glory comes from as a team just for being very fast.
4: As for um specific players I would definitely say like Grant and Jason especially for Jason being like a new player this year they're both really fast which is a great advantage to have and then um they just they score a lot of goals it's pretty intimidating you know when you play against somebody and they just score and score and score but we also have um, Jeff, he's a grad student. He's been playing for about five years and he is crazy fast. No no one on our team can catch him. Um, he just will plow right through everybody and then we do have two other players. They usually play back. We have Aaron um, who you can just never get the puck away from him. His skills are awesome. And then we have Ralph who is just crazy. He like flips over on his back and Flipping like ninja. you can never predict what he's gonna do so he's pretty good as well.
1: Now outside of the pool who has I ask a couple questions? Style, dance moves. Uh,
5: <laughs> <I got you. laughs> <Whoa>. All right,
4: <laughs> Jason um, has the dance moves, but he lacks some style.
1: Um, <laughs> now, now again, this is Colleen talking about Jason, and they are an item. They are uh, yes. the love life of the underwater hockey team.
4: Yeah. So um, normally when he Breaks out his booty shorts and starts dancing. I just kind of <laughs> roll my eyes and turn away. Everyone else is entertained. It's very entertaining. I got my um. camera. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I would like to point out that Dustin and I went to a drag show earlier uh, over the weekend, and he made a very um, he made a very truthful comment when he was noticing one of the drag. He's like, "Hey, this one over here." Like she she dances like you and Jason put together. <laughs> and I'm looking at this and it's this larger person dressed up in women's clothes and 8-inch heels. I'm looking at him like He's actually right. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Jason, yeah, I don't know if I I guess I enjoy the title as best dancer on the team. Uh <laughs>
4: Best slash worst.
5: <laughs> well,
0: as Colleen most entertaining dance. I think I think Colleen's way to describe it is either a white boy dance or there was something flamboyant. Flamboyant. That's Extremely
4: flamboyant. It can only be s- described if you see it. You can't describe it.
0: <laughs> so what's the like
1: what's the soundtrack to when you uh Jason decide that it's time to dance?
0: Um well, applause was our song for when we went to Brown Deer um in Milwaukee for A tournament, Applause was our our song for that tournament. So we would wake up in the morning. There was one morning we woke up, and somebody started playing Applause, and we grabbed the lights on the side of the bed, and we were, like, turning them on and off, doing flash mob pretty much. So I guess Applause, um, Timber by Kesha. Uh huh. <laughs> Dustin has some songs that he likes to get down to as well
2: the whole team yeah. likes Gorilla by Bruno Mars
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, they all it. love
2: it they they try and play it off like cool kids but
0: they all love it <laughs> the, the song that we cannot stand is Happy by I don't even know what his name no. is Farah for us. Us. Yeah. Yeah. No, can't dance to no. that
4: Ugh. and there's also the classic Call Me Maybe great sing along we all of love
1: that too Wow, we, I, you guys have been awesome, and I'm so glad that you came on the show. I would love to have you guys back on, too, definitely. And a couple things i like to ask as we close, I get all of you guys to share some stuff with us. And the first one is favorite sports moment, favorite Michigan State sports moment. So this can be make Brad jealous about how you went to the Rose Bowl, which is a common uh, favorite moment, or it can be an underwater hockey moment, or you can throw in one of each. So I'll give you guys all a chance to share your favorite Spartan memory.
0: Okay, so the Rose Bowl was awesome, but the Wisconsin game with uh, Kirk Cousins hooking up with Keith Nichol was like the best moment of all time for, for me. I mean, because I was there and it was just, oh, it was so good. Um, I wish the basketball team could top it this year, but mm. it couldn't happen.
1: Yeah, I, that's another game, and I, I bring it up every time. I was watching it with my mom and dad and when they went to review the play, uh, my mom went to turn the volume up and change the channel once they made the announcement. But either way, we won anyway. It's not like I had to see the referee say that it was it counted, but that's, that's a great moment. Do you have an underwater hockey moment that stands out in your um, first year?
0: I'll think of one.
2: Okay. I have an underwater hockey moment. Um, it's hard to explain, especially to people who don't play the sport, but I'll try my best. <laughs> so it's at a tournament, and... I had just gotten a breakaway as a forward, so there was no other teammates with me, and the opposing team had two defenders left, and our sticks all met with the puck in between all three of us, and the puck actually went up in the air, in, in the water, I guess, uh, like a, a good two feet off the ground, the pool floor, and all our sticks followed, and we all kept on trying to hit it out of the air slash water, and what ended up happening was as we swam towards their goal, we continually balanced the puck on all three of our sticks, all trying to knock it down, slash up, just slashing our sticks everywhere. And what ended up happening was the second that those two backs hit the wall above their goal, the puck dropped down right in front of the goal, and I just slammed it in as fast as I could. Buzzer went off like maybe five seconds after that, uh, make giving our team a win 2-1, and it was quite exciting.
1: Nice. So what's it like underwater making a good play... When I think about making a good play in sports, it's like celebration, high five. You gotta, you got to get air first right away, though. So what's the reaction like when you do something awesome underwater?
2: You normally launch out of the water really quick. Uh, you hit <laughs> your fibbers right on the bottom of the floor, and you just pull it right out of the water like Little Mermaid, flip my hair back. Um, <laughs> and it's a very – we try not to shove things in each other's face, so there's not a lot of – like exclamatory showboating like yeah big goal how you like that but there is if it's a good play while you're swimming back to the other side you look at all your teammates you do have mask guns you can't really see each other's eyes well and you there's high fives like nice play you know i got that goal because you were there great pass and it was like yeah oh that was awesome you talk about it while we set up for the next one so there is there is some hype that gets into it and it and the hype does overflow into the next point as well of course
1: hopefully getting another goal yeah Great. Uh, Grant, do you got a favorite moment? Well, one of my
3: favorite hockey moments isn't actually in the pool. It was after Nationals over the summer. I think we got second or third. So we get out, we're pretty excited. We're going to go celebrate. There's a banquet at the end of every tournament, so we're going to go to that. We go to back to our hotel room, we're relaxing. So we're like, how are we going to celebrate this? How are we going to, what are we going to do at the banquet? So a bunch of people end up, uh, some of the girls on our team, end up coming back from TJ Max, like, guys, I know what we're doing. They just open up their bags, pull out galaxy tights. <laughs> so all of our team, you know, usually dressed up for a banquet, well, all of our team decided we were wearing these galaxy tights and wife beaters to the banquet where we were just going to dance the entire time and just celebrate our win. And that was a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> Did you guys get... uh what were the looks that you got when you were wearing these? Was it everyone was First a- it was a- surprised.
3: Home? Then they saw that we were MSU and then they're like, "Okay,
1: that makes sense." <laughs> and then they want to join us. Awesome. I don't I can't understand what you're saying because I've never heard of galaxy tights. So is it like a like the legging type of thing? It's like
3: the leggings but with like galaxies and nebulae. Nebul- oh, on okay.
1: Them. I I now I know exactly <laughs> what space pants. Nice. Colleen, favorite MSU sports moment.
4: Uh, for sports, I would have to agree with Jason. The Wisconsin game, 2011, that was awesome. I remember being there. It was like complete silence before they told us that we won, and then it just completely erupted. It was awesome. And then my mom
1: changed the channel. your mom <laughs> changed the
4: channel. But um, in addition to that, the Rose Bowl was awesome. Being there was really cool. And then I think the Big Ten Championship game this year was also awesome because we were like the underdogs. No one really expected us to win, and... um the stadium was like probably seventy percent Ohio State fans, and it was awesome to beat them because they're huge jerks, and it was
5: just <laughs>
0: <laughs> and amazing. They, were, they all left before they all the left end of the game, you know,
4: <laughs> decently, you know, into the fourth quarter. So that was awesome.
1: It was
2: a good idea. They, were, they didn't want to get burned. Yep, no <laughs> couches right, <Joe>. being burned.
1: <laughs> Dominique, Felice, Feliche. It's not Feliche, It's Felice. It's, she's. In America. You are Italian, though? I am Italian. And if you were in Italy, it'd be Felice.
5: Felice, yeah.
1: Felice. Miss Felice. All right, no. favorite <laughs> MSU sports moment?
5: Um, well, I'm a basketball fan, as a former basketball player and a basketball coach. Um, Izzo, if you're listening to this, I am absolutely in love with you and your program. Oh my God, everything you do is wonderful. Anyways, <laughs> so my favorite Spartan moment um, for basketball for sports, but basketball, was the game in Indianapolis this year. Um, The fact that U of M beat us twice, and then we went back and beat them in that final game, and then they brought out uh, Lacey and had her cut down Mm. the net. It was just all around. It was a wonderful game. The teams played great. Um, Everyone was playing really well. Lacey cut down the net, which was just like, the best thing ever afterwards um that's my favorite moment
1: yeah that's a great one okay and now on a more lighter note i like to get secrets this is secret society (laughs) Um, i don't know if you guys had anything prepared again this is i I first inquired on getting you guys on the show 40 hours ago maybe 36 and you guys are here and i i'll go around i'll start with uh Ms. Felice, uh, <laughs> oh, for, uh, radio personality Ms. Felice. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, so do you have a secret?
5: Do I have a secret? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> the lady never tells. Right. What kind of secret are you looking for?
1: Uh, it doesn't matter. It can be anything.
5: I do not know. I don't know. Someone else go first. <laughs> All right. Um. Well.
0: Uh. Well, Colleen and I started dating uh, in November. So we started hanging out in October, and there might have been a night where it was close to Halloween where we went to a ski club party, and um, we might have kissed. I, I'm not sure, um, but I didn't remember. So I texted her the next day, wondering wondering if we had done this, and she told me, no, we, we did not do that. We did not do that. And then she told me she was kidding, and everything was all right. But I don't know if any of you guys know that, so...
5: Nope! (laughs) (laughs) But I like it.
0: You You
4: are cruel, (laughs)
0: Colleen. Who does that?
4: I was just wondering, like, yeah, we totally kissed, but since he doesn't exactly remember, I'm going to tell him that we didn't, and then he's going to be like, oh, my God, what do I say now? So I I, I I enjoy
1: that. (laughs) See, that's a good one. It's not like the drunk text message where there's evidence there and you're like, that was sent. It's something that happened that you may not have remembered, and she got to play on it. Do you have a secret, Colleen, that's similar to that? Now that we have... Club sports members that are co-ed, they date each other. I think that's something that I've learned at Secret Society, but I haven't had two people dating on the show at the same time. So, (laughs) I'm interested to hear if Colleen's got a uh, rebuttal secret for uh, Jason's.
4: Ah, I can't one-up that.
0: I don't... Yes. uh, I win! (laughs) Thank God.
1: Well, I'll open the floor to anybody who's got a secret in their pocket prepared. Or any any, um, secret can be a fun fact, an embarrassing story, um, anything like that.
4: Alright, well, I have, um, I guess, a fun fact. Um, Last year at practice, Ralph, who's the guy that does all these crazy tricks and stuff... Uh, We were one-on-one on on the puck, and he tried to flick it over me, and it shot, like, directly into my cleavage, down into my suit, and it was hilarious because I didn't, like, realize it at first. I didn't even feel it, and we're all, like, looking for the puck, and then I realized I'm, like, being weighed down, and the puck is just, like, in my suit, and it was just, it was hilarious. He, to this day, still tries to do it again, unsuccessfully.
1: Yeah, that's got to be interesting, especially because the puck is so heavy, but you're underwater, and it you're kind of weightless under there so is there a difference like is the puck heavy when it's on the ground and you're pushing it or when it's floating like you were mentioning uh Dustin when it's like floating through the water like that um
2: it depends on the pool bottom you're on uh sometimes we play on a sport court which is i think it's the material that they freeze for ice rinks Something like that. I was told that once. I don't know if that's true, but nonetheless, it's very, very speedy, and the puck goes over it with very little friction. Um, so you can just fly. Just you're going as fast as you can kick on that. Whereas in other pools, sometimes there's more friction on the puck. So if you kick too fast, you'll you won't be. The puck will start shaking and flip over itself, and you'll have to stop to try and push it back down on the ground.
1: So it depends on where you are. Speaking of flipping over itself, do you have a secret, Dustin? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really trying to think of one. Mr. Manatee? Maybe you
4: could tell how you got that name. Yeah, how I
2: got the manatee name. That is not a secret. Okay, well, if you want to know the way I got the name manatee, um, we were on a spring break trip in Florida, Not inside the actual wrapper in the state. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for specifying. Just in case people were wondering. And we were in the ocean, where in Florida it is common for there to be manatees in the ocean, despite everyone else on my team's thought.
1: I've seen tons of manatees when I went to Florida a couple years ago. So
2: (laughs) there was this big blob I see a little ways off, still in the shallows though. And as a zoology major who watches a lot of Discovery Channel like <laughs> Animal Planet documentaries, I saw the nose come out and I saw the exhalation and heard it that manatees do. That's the sign that you know it's a manatee. It sounds kind of like a whale. You know, the, it's breathing because it needs to. Or
4: you should demonstrate your, you please, uh, your manatee call.
2: Manatee? Sometimes manatees, they kind of squeal like a porpoise. Yeah. <laughs> but that said... I saw the manatee. I believed in the manatee. And I said, guys, look, there's a manatee. I'm going to go touch the manatee. I swam after the manatee, almost got to touch it until there was a whistle from the lifeguard who said something I didn't hear because I was pretty far off but kept on whistling every time I went closer to the manatee. So
1: Probably something along the I lines back- of, stay away from the manatee. Right. <laughs>
2: now- <laughs> Some team members on my team who were there... In the ocean of Florida. Believe that there was no such a manatee, yet but a log. <laughs> 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 it was no log, it was a manatee.
4: And then that was like the first day of the trip, and the rest of the week we looked for manatees and did not see one at one the rest of the time.
2: Because you guys scared them away and offended them by calling them logs. Log. It was definitely a log.
1: Definitely Where in Florida were you?
4: We were in the... Uh, Key Largo, and then we went to Key West one day. Yeah, so we
1: were- they're, I believe them because I, <laughs> I was in the Keys. uh fight for Bradley. Not this spring break, but a couple, the spring break before this most recent one, and I saw like several manatees, and they were in the shallow water, some uh, just hanging. And they're very endangered, so you're not like allowed to touch them or, oh, right. or ride so them. That's
0: why they whistle at you, I guess. <laughs> Logs are also in danger. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: I see Grant and. Dominique are making eye contact and and gesturing towards each other like they are Mm -hmm. orchestrating their secret.
3: There's just a lot of stuff going
5: on here. Maybe there's new dating going on. It's... Ha 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 ha. He... Anyways. Grant doesn't like girls, so... there's no there's no There's no dating going on there. Um, As much as
3: our parents wish there was. (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
5: Um, It's not so much as a secret as more of an embarrassing story of how we met... Um, I didn't actually meet Grant in hockey, in Underwater Hockey, in the pool.
3: During our practices, when we first get all the rookies, there tend to be 50, 60, 80 people for the first couple of days. We get a lot of people. They all kind of, we, weed them. no, we, um, people tend to stay afterwards once they get to try it. So, we didn't actually meet face-to-face in practices.
5: Yeah. So... The first time I met him was at the barbecue that Colleen had mentioned earlier in the beginning of the year to get to know everyone.
3: This was last year. We both have played for two years.
5: Yeah. So <laughs> I went up to Grant and I was talking to him and another guy on his floor whose name is Nick. Um, and later into the night, some questionable decisions were made. And uh... <laughs> you know this. <laughs> um. And Grant couldn't ride his bike home at night
3: because you wouldn't let me ride my bike. I, home I wouldn't at let night. him ride his bike home you at know night. We met for that one day.
5: Yes. And after about an hour and a half of trying to get him to drink water and eat a sandwich, which he refused because the cheese on it was shredded and not sliced. <laughs>
3: Because it was shredded before, and then it was sliced. I don't get why they changed it. Anyways. It's complicated.
5: So, Ralph, who we had mentioned earlier, drove Nick, Grant, and myself to my dorm to drop me off first, and Nick and Grant were going to walk back to their dorm from mine, which was a far walk, so I offered them to stay the night, because... You know, I had some water and some food in my dorm, and I didn't want them walking out so late at night by themselves until they had gotten something else in them. So Grant came in and asked me if he could lay down on my bed for a minute, to which I said yes, and then he fell asleep, and me and Nick could not wake him up. Well, for more than a couple minutes at a time. So (laughs) that was how I met Grant, and he woke up. Not knowing where he was for a mm. solid five minutes wake, I wake up in the morning, hi, my name is Dominique
3: oh, Yes
2: <laughs> Did you <laughs> or did you not friends? sleep in the bed Cuddling him? No
3: she get, oh. I mean, I I'm know. just surprised at how fast yeah. Dominique got me to her bed I mean, that's the fastest any girls got me into their bed <laughs> Ever, ever. <laughs>
5: <laughs> But since then We've been best friends ever since yeah, We're
3: living together next year, excited Yes,
5: it's gonna be a good time
1: well, it sounds like you saved his life too. You, you <laughs> saved him from going on the bike, which could have gotten him in some trouble. He could have fell, hurt himself, anything like that. And Encounter it started. Police. It started a very uh, uh, strong friendship. See, too. we
4: look out for each other. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Colleen hasn't revealed the secret yet. So, hmm. Let's see. Do I you had wa- my
4: embarrassing story. Do you have
0: one?
5: She had her embarrassing
0: story. Oh, Okay, so. fine. About Ralph shooting. his see sh- ideas. You give me an idea. Maybe. <laughs> uh, you either do twenty first or <laughs> or um, I I forgot my luggage in the car or <laughs> brown deer or no was that? Yeah, it yeah was brown deer oh. <laughs> hey, it's up these
1: today. are these are uh, Colleen's greatest hits as yes. uh, as suggested by Jason Bull. <laughs>
4: All right, well, I'll give two. So or those, or
0: first sure. barbecue.
4: <laughs> okay, we'll talk about the first-year barbecue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: Aaron, who we talked about earlier, made pink panty droppers, and I am a big fan of pink panty droppers. They are delicious. Um, May have had a number of those, so I was having a really good time. And so we're, we go into the house because it's getting later, it's colder, we packed up all the food and everything, and... Um, somehow dancing on the table got brought up, and Jason suggested I dance on the table, and I was like, no, it's way too early for that, it was like 9 p.m. So I was like, remind me at 10 o'clock, and I was like, he's never going to remember, there's no way. 10 p.m. on the dot, he, uh, reminds me, you know, Colleen, you told me that you were going to dance on the table, (laughs) so I proceeded to get up, and I danced on the coffee table and the bar. And then um, I did think that he was uh, pretty attractive, so I may have been talking to him and pulled the. Well, it's kind of loud in here. You wanna go out onto the porch and we could talk there, and we went outside and talked for a while. So um, yeah, that's my secret.
3: Then Colleen had some moves. She had her and Eileen were doing a Robin Thicke and Miley Cyrus moment on the bar. (laughs) I think we have a picture of that somewhere, actually. (laughs)
0: It's a beautiful thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) it is a beautiful thing I'm so glad you guys came on the show thank you so much I would love to have you guys back on what's your next thing coming up for we will close out so where can we see you next Uh,
4: you can see us next at nationals in uh, the end of June in uh, Minneapolis
5: a little bit before that though it's just in a couple weeks we have a tournament that's the 4x4 on the sport court that Dustin had mentioned earlier um that is may 10th and 11th that weekend um in brown deer again milwaukee
0: cool
1: cool can they get in touch with you are you guys on facebook or anything or
4: yeah we're on facebook if you search MSU underwater hockey you can find our page um also if you google MSU underwater hockey we have a google website they can get information at, or you can email me. You can find that on the Club Sports website under Underwater Hockey, or just show up to I'm Circle every Tuesday or Thursday at 7.30 p.m. and you can come try out the sport.
0: All
5: D- right. Don't go to Twitter, though, because we lost the password, so uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't been using that that much.
1: Well, maybe we can resurrect that from when you guys come on the show next time so I have some dirt
0: to bring up. All right.
1: Okay. All right. Absolutely. All right, for Dominique Felice, Colleen Anthony, Grant and the Grant, Jason Bull and Dustin Benuni aka The Manatee. I'm Bradley Allen and this is Secret Society. Thanks for listening guys.
5: Thank
1: you
4: for having us.
5: Secret society. secret society get me my